MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, June 7th, 2021. Today, Mark Meadows pressured the Department of Justice to investigate election fraud claims. A federal judge overturns California's ban on assault weapons. The G7 countries agree on a 15% minimum global tax rate. Mike Flynn's brother assumes command of the U.S. Army Pacific. And Joe Manchin says he will vote against the For the People Act. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Dana, how was your weekend? You know, I had a bit of normalcy this weekend and some bright light. I, I had the pleasure of having a, a little women's comedy dinner with Paula Poundstone, Lily Tomlin, Stephanie Miller, Frangela, some people that you and I just love and adore. And, you know, it was just surreal. It it was surreal. And if if the last night I have out is watching Paula Poundstone and Lily Tomlin joke and laugh and make fun of each other, life is good. So I actually had a weekend of normalcy. That sounds amazing yes. and wonderful. And I know we have uh, separately partied with all of those wonderful people. Yeah. I've done shows with a few of them. Jill Solbu. Solbu. Oh, what an t- amazing talent. She she's is. delightful, too. She's a delightful human. She took out her guitar and played for us. And it felt like we were just having a little tiny little affair in the backyard. And, you know, it was safe. <laughs> Everyone was vaccinated. It was funny because Stephanie texts Paula Poundstone. She's like, are you vaccinated? She's like, what, I'm going to be the one to kill Lily Tomlin? Yes, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> 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 she's oh my god so that's so funny. perfect so, I've, yes. I've i've i mean the icons they're people i've looked up to for 20 years and to sit at a table with them you have that moment where you have to get over your imposter syndrome and go if i wasn't supposed to be here i wouldn't be here you know and so yep. you're supposed to be at the table it was nice it was yes yeah. 100 nice. percent. wonderful well that is so fantastic i'm glad you had a good weekend i relaxed on saturday kind of i mean i recorded the Mueller she wrote uh podcast but other than that i didn't really do anything Good. Um, so that was kind of nice. And um, just, you know, need need time to relax. And because, uh, you know, the last week in June is going to start. It's going to start getting pretty crazy because we're going to I'm going to go on vacation for a week. Don't worry. There will be content every day. But now I'm stacking all these interviews to to yeah. fill that week up with with shows. And uh, so it's going to you know, I'm trying to like the calm before the storm. I'm trying to get a little bit of relaxation and me time in. And I hope everybody's doing that. Good. I hope everybody's doing that. Today, we're going to we have a lot of news, obviously. A little bit later, I'm going to talk to Greg Oliar. We're going to discuss Tate Reeves asserting that fetuses can exist outside the womb as early as 15 weeks. Oh, dear. Yeah. And he's saying that to bolster the Mississippi anti-choice case that will be heard by SCOTUS this fall. But he's also doing it because fascism. And we'll have a whole big discussion about that. But we do have a lot of news to get to. So let's jump in and hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Lead story. This is big, you guys. This comes today from The Times. It says in the former guy's final weeks in office, Mark Meadows, remember good old Mark Meadows, chief of staff, Mm -hmm. repeatedly pushed the Justice Department to investigate unfounded conspiracy theories about the 2020 presidential election. This is according to newly uncovered emails provided to Congress, portions of which were reviewed by The New York Times. And I want to kind of this sounds like a eh, sort of boring story or typical Etc. But we have to kind of keep in the back of our heads how atypical and fucked up this is. In five emails sent during the last week of December and in early January, Meadows asked Jeffrey Rosen, then acting attorney general, to examine 
debunked claims of election fraud in New Mexico and an array of baseless conspiracies that held the former guy had been the actual victor of the election. That included a fantastical theory. I like that they're using the word fantastical here in the New York Times. I would say absolutely a bullshit theory that people in Italy had used military technology and satellites to remotely tamper with voting machines in the United States and switch votes from the former guy over to Joe Biden. I just did a podcast face palm. I know you can't see me, but my palm hit my face. (laughs) Italy, tampering with the Jewish space laser, probably. God, I'm using my space laser for a lot this year. I mean, homophobes in a Trump boat. I'm changing voting machines. Lots of stuff to do. Did you know when you rented your space laser out to the Italians that they were using it to tamper with voting machines here in the United States? Uh, Did I know? That's the reason I gave it to them. (laughs) None of these emails, by the way, show that Mr. Rosen agreed to open the investigations suggested by Meadows. And uh, former officials and people close to Rosen says he did not An email to another Justice Department official indicated that Rosen had refused to broker a meeting between the FBI and a man who had posted videos online promoting the Italy conspiracy theory known as Italygate. So somebody actually asked Rosen if they would meet this YouTube guy who's posting YouTube videos about Italy using satellites to tamper with our voting (laughs) machines. And Mr. Rosen refused to have the FBI meet with this particular person. But we're just in a bad writer's room. I feel like it's just people throwing spaghetti at the wall and be like, no, it's not sticking. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) But these emails between Meadows and Rosen, which have never been reported before, show the increasingly urgent efforts by the former guy and his allies during his last days in office to find some way to undermine or nullify or change the election results. That is called a coup. Mr. Meadows' private efforts veered into the realm of the outlandish and sought official validation, quote, for misinformation that was circulating rampantly among the former guy's supporters. Italy Gate was among several unfounded, several unfounded conspiracy theories surrounding 2020 elections that caught fire on the Internet before the insurrection. Those theories fueled the belief among many of the rioters, the insurrectionists, stoked by the former guy that the election had been stolen from him and prompted several Republican-led states to pass or propose these voter suppression laws. Mark Meadows' outreach to Rosen was audacious, in part because it violated longstanding guidelines that forbid almost all White House personnel, including and especially the chief of staff, from contacting the Justice Department about investigations or other enforcement actions. And we this is this is what I'm talking about, how absolutely uh, out of the norm this is. And this kind of story right now just seems like that's eh, just normal for for Barr, Rosen, the Trump Justice Department and, and the former guy. This is just typical behavior. But I'm reminded of how Republicans lost their fucking minds when Bill Clinton, who wasn't the president or the chief of staff, talked with Loretta Lynch for a few minutes on a tarmac. Oh, it was all over the place. And they're like, oh, Clinton interference in the Department of Justice. You're supposed to stay away. Stay away. Keep your distance. But here we have emails of them trying to overturn the election. A coup. Basically, hey, can you meet with a YouTube Italy gate conspiracy theorist and have him get with the FBI so you guys can look into this? No. I just no. feel like this is something that would have come from Giuliani. And I'm shocked he's not involved in it, to be honest with you. True, true. Oh, my goodness. This next story is actually infuriating. A federal judge overturned California's longtime ban on assault weapons on Friday in a ruling that likened the AR-15 to a Swiss army knife. 
Assault weapons have been banned in California since 1989, according to this ruling. Now, the law has been updated several times since it was originally passed. According to the ruling by U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez of San Diego, the assault weapons ban violates the Second Amendment's right to bear arms and deprives Californians from owning assault-style weapons commonly allowed in other states. Benitez issued a permanent injunction Friday, so the law cannot be enforced. I I just, I'm going to continue on with the story, but it's just ridiculous. And I'll just say this, no civilian needs an AR-15. Moving on. No, the only reason you need an AR-15 is because your aim is shit. And if you suck at aiming, then you shouldn't be into guns. That's all. Yeah. You don't need to, yeah. You don't need to hunt. If you need an AR-15 to hunt, you're a shitty shot. Yeah. The animals, I can't. I'll, I'll get angry. All right. And this is a quote, like the Swiss army knife, the popular AR-15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment, because I can't tell you how many times I took out my tiny Swiss pocket knife and protected the country. Mm. Uh, Benita said that in the ruling, firearms deemed as assault weapons are fairly ordinary, popular modern rifles. No, they're not. They're weapons of war. Uh, That was my addition. Obviously not his. Now, the comparison of the AR-15 to a versatile pocket knife favored by campers, lots of lesbians use them, drew sharp criticism from California officials, including Governor Gavin Newsom, who called the AR-15 a weapon of war. Thank you. I'm glad we agree. Hmm. Now, the comparison, he said in a statement, quote, completely undermines the credibility of this decision and is a slap in the face to the families who've lost loved ones to this weapon. Newsom added, we're not backing down from this fight and will continue pushing for common sense gun laws that will save lives. So the ruling and an injunction are stayed for 30 days, during which time the attorney general may appeal and seek a stay from the Court of Appeals. So the California attorney general, Rob Bonta, said he will be appealing the ruling. He said today's decision is fundamentally flawed and we will be appealing it. It is insane to compare this to a Swiss army knife. I mean... No one needs this. There's a reason. And the decision is fundamentally flawed. Uh, first of all, if you're going to go federalist states' rights and states being able to dictate this shit themselves, absolutely. And then we have Heller, which says you can restrict the kinds of weapons that are available. Again, we've said it a million times. That's why you aren't allowed to have a nuclear warhead Titan missile in your house, you know, except weird science. They had one. Yeah. But I, they would probably get in trouble if, if anybody found out about it. Or, you know, a a rocket propelled grenade launcher or a howitzer, you know, (laughs) these reasons, you know, and that's it's that's a long standing precedent. I don't know about this. This SCOTUS, though, you know, not sure. Yeah, we'll see. And speaking of uh, the military, according to Stars and Stripes, the brother of disgrace, General Michael Flynn, General Charles Flynn is assuming command of the U.S. Army Pacific. Quote, Flynn, the younger brother of Michael Flynn, who briefly served as national security advisor under the former guy, took the reins from General Paul LaCamera, who will move on to command U.S. forces Korea. That's uh, from Wyatt Olson at Stars and Stripes. Flynn arrived from Washington, D.C., where he'd served since June 2019 as deputy chief of staff for Army operations, plans and training. He has been stationed in Hawaii numerous times, most recently as deputy commanding general at the U.S. Army Pacific. Unlike his brother. Chuck Flynn has not publicly embraced QAnon conspiracy theories or called for a military coup, but he hasn't been without controversy. The army tried to conceal the fact that he was involved in the response or lack thereof, sending out the National Guard during the insurrection. He was there. He was on that call. And then the army lied about him being there. Why? That's just weird. And now he's getting command. This is 
a, a promotion for all intents and purposes. And I don't I don't fucking understand it. And, you know, we just recently learned that the army's not going to investigate. I was just going to say brothers. It makes sense. Brothers uh, call for a, a Minamar style coup, uh, which they meant Myanmar. But I am yeah. I'm so pissed about this. I've tweeted it. If you find it and retweet it, I'm so mad. I feel like he sounds like a drunk person in their hotel room. Do you have the key to the minimar? The mini bar? No, the minimar. I wanna I'm gonna fucking to I'm gonna stage a gonna, coup on the mini bar. <laughs> minimar. I'm gonna drink all the bottles and the minimar. All right. Uh last story for from me today. The G seven group of advanced economies announced a historic accord to set a minimum global corporate tax rate on Saturday taking the first steps to reverse a four-decade decline in the taxes paid by multinational corporations. Ooh. Now, the, yay, the deal reached at the G7 meeting in London by Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the U.S. is a major breakthrough for the Biden administration's efforts to enact a floor on the taxes paid by corporations worldwide. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has been adamant that the U.S. needs to work with other countries to prevent firms seeking lower tax obligations from simply moving elsewhere. Corporate tax rates across the globe have fallen dramatically over the last four decades. This is a quote. The global minimal tax would end the race to the bottom in corporate taxation and ensure fairness for the middle class and working people in the U.S. and around the world. In remarks at the close of the meeting, Yellen told reporters that the agreement represented the revival of multilateral cooperation after years of strain under the former guy. Not surprising. The deal enables countries to tax 20% of the profits of, quote, the largest and most profitable multinational enterprises that have profit margins of at least 10%. While the agreement does not explicitly name tech companies, (laughs) the line is a nod to push by European countries to levy taxes on the operations in their countries of firms such as Apple and Amazon, which are headquartered in the U.S., but reap significant revenue abroad. The Europeans insist that it is unfair for the Internet behemoths to collect revenue in their countries without paying more in taxes. Mm -hmm. It is unbelievable how little Amazon pays of any federal taxes when they're making billions of Mm -hmm. dollars. And then without that global minimum tax, they, they were getting away with not having to do it in other countries, too. So right. that is now fixed. Woohoo. All right. And Joe Manchin penned an op-ed laying out reasons he won't vote for H.R. 1, the For the People Act. He says, quote, unfortunately, we now are witnessing that the fundamental right to vote has itself become overtly politicized. Today's debate about how to best protect our right to vote and hold elections, however, is not about finding common ground, but seeking partisan advantage. And that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say ever today. I would agree. I think uh, we have some partisan advantage right now because the Republicans are suppressing the shit out of the vote. So why don't we get back to an equal playing field mansion and start from there? Mm. <sighs> I can't with him. I can't with him in cinema. They're get, fire him. Yeah. Vote him yeah. out. 2024 is going to be a massive, massive election. Uh, we have to hold everything in 22 and then we've got to blow it out of the water in 24. We just have to. That means we need good Democrats running in those areas. So hopefully we get that. Yeah. And we might have to do this with, uh, you know, backwards and high heels with one arm tied behind our backs because of voter suppression laws. So, yeah, but we'll do it. I'll get my heels ready. I'm stretching my Achilles yep. tendons. Let's yep. go. I'm going to tie my hand behind my back right now. Well, maybe after this break, uh, but I will be back. Right after this break, with both my hands, we're going to talk with Greg Oliar, author of Dirty Rubles and host of the Prevail podcast. And he and I are going to talk about Tate Reeves and his weird ass uh, 15-week-old fetus can live outside of the mother argument because absolutely 
bizarre. And, you know, content warning, we do make fun a little bit of how he looks like the autopilot from the movie Airplane. So I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. I know we're not into look shaming on this show, but, you know, we won't we really make fun of his looks. Just that, he, just that he looks like that. He looks like Otto. You may like the uh, way Otto looks. <laughs> I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. We dip a little bit into that for, for a minute. So if you want to fast forward through the first 30 seconds of the interview, I'll understand. But yeah, Greg Oliar coming up after the break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Allison. And today's episode of The Beans is brought to you by Quince. If you're like me and you can appreciate the style and quality of designer clothes, but not the exorbitantly high prices, you will love Quince. Luxury products do not have to be expensive, but they're marked up eight to 10 times by retailers. Quince connects you directly with the factories, cuts out the middleman, and makes the products for the world's leading luxury brands so you can get them directly. So you get the highest quality products at insanely low prices. And I'm so glad I've discovered Quince. It's been amazing to find so many luxury products with such incredible prices. I found Peril, cashmere's bags, bedding, accessories at 50 to 80% less than what I would pay for the same quality at the most expensive luxury brand product stores. At Quince, you'll find the finest quality in a wide variety of products like Italian leather handbags made in Florence, silk loungewear and pajamas, five-star hotel quality Turkish bathrobes, which I just got one. It's so amazing. 100% grade A Mongolian cashmere sweaters, etc. The list goes on. Quality goods are not only gorgeous, high quality, and sold at radically lower prices, but they're also made in a sustainable way, which is very important to us here at The Beans. And with Quince, everything is 100% factory direct. No retailer markups. Every Quince product is guaranteed to meet or exceed the quality standards of leading luxury brands, which is why their customers rate Quince so highly. Best of all, there's free shipping and returns for a year, 365 days. And if you're not completely satisfied, they'll give you a full refund. To get from 50 to 80% off top-of-the-line clothing and home goods plus free shipping, text the word DAILY to 64000. Again, text DAILY to 64000. Terms apply. Available at onequince.com slash terms. And one more time, text the word DAILY to 64000. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I am joined by the author of Dirty Rubles and the host of the podcast called Prevail, which is on MSW Media. You can check it out there. Please welcome Greg Oliar. Greg, hello. Hi, thanks for having me. I am uh, really excited to talk to you. This was kind of an impromptu Twitter discussion that you and I were sort of <laughs> backing and forthing uh, this morning because this morning, Tate Reeves went on Jake Tapper's show, I believe. Yeah. And made a claim. First of all, I can't stand to look at this guy's face, but he claims fetuses can live outside the womb at 15 weeks. And he he made this assertion, you know, with Jake Tapper, who pointed out that the Supreme Court is expected to hear arguments against Mississippi's 15 week abortion ban. The law also has no exceptions for women and children who become pregnant through rape or incest. But this is his viability argument that, that a fetus can somehow survive outside of the womb after 15 weeks. But I don't even think that that's what the Mississippi case is about. Well, it's it, it can survive after 15 weeks and at 16 weeks it can get a job at McDonald's mm -hmm. um, serving the needs of, of, of people. You know, um, let's talk first about how Tate Reeves looks because he does look ridiculous. And I don't know if you've seen the movie Airplane. I assume you have. But there is um, the autopilot when they dispatch the autopilot. It's like this blow up doll. Auto. And I swear to God, Tate Reeves is the autopilot <gasps> in airplane except that the autopilot in airplane is kind of cool oh my otherwise they look exactly the same he's basically he's very inflatable penisy looking you know? <laughs> that's what he looks like i think that's an important thing to say i'm looking at him so, right now and you're right he does look like Otto, but Otto, <laughs> you know Otto has has uh experienced female pleasure so i don't know 
that they have much in common beyond that. But uh, yeah, or I was thinking of those, uh, you know, those toys when you were growing up, the the weebles wobbles, yeah, but they don't fall down. Right. Yep. Something. One or the other. It's that that's what the guy looks like. He's also not very old. He's he's 40. I think June 5th was his birthday. He turned 47. So he's kind of young, relatively speaking. Um, that's the first point. Hard hitting news here. Tate Reeves mm. looks like a dildo. Okay, thanks for <laughs> yeah. joining us. And I know um, everybody. We don't. We aren't here for like uh, <laughs> look shaving. There's plenty to discuss about his uh, policies. Yeah, and his that, beliefs, that's so. the second thing about just about abortion in general. And I don't even like to call it that because it's really anti-choice. That's what it is. It is an arm or a tentacle, I should say, of of authoritarian rule. It's something that strong men do. And this this guy is a tool of the of the forces in the GOP who want to bring autocracy to the United States. And one of the ways that they do that is to um, play up this whole, oh, the, 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 the sanctity of the fetus crap argument when all they're trying to do is impose, um, you know, the, the government onto women. And they want women to uh, the government can control women's bodies. That's what they want. That's what this is about. It's not about whether or not a fetus is viable at this date or that date. That's irrelevant. And all of this stuff is irrelevant. It's a medical decision made by a woman and the, and her doctor. That's all it should ever be. And for this jabbering moron to suggest that he knows better than anybody else is, is a madness. And it's also um, covering over the real point here, which is encroaching fascism. These guys, they're all libertarian. They don't like the government to regulate anything except for that, which makes no sense. So Reeves, okay, let's just talk about him for a minute here. He's the governor of Mississippi. Mississippi consistently ranks in the bottom five for education, for healthcare, for economic opportunity, for infrastructure. This is a guy who claims to be pro-life. That's his thing. His state ranks 49th in life expectancy. OK, um, so whatever the effect on zygotes, his executive decisions have adversely affected actual air breathing womb independent Mississippians. That's what he does. His handling of the coronavirus, he's sort of more off the radar than the idiot in Texas, Greg Abbott, the guy who fell for the Jade Helm Russian op, that Greg Abbott mm-hmm. and the other one up in South Dakota, Christy Noam. Um, but Reeves was right there with them opening up Mississippi for business, you know, uh, COVID-19. This is what he said. We should not use the heavy hand of government more than it is justified. That's what he said at the time to, you know, to get rid of the masks and all this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, his daughter, who was probably five or six, had he posted this on his Instagram page, had a sign on her door in her bedroom saying, you have to have a mask on to enter. So it's not like he doesn't know. It's good enough for his kid, but not good enough for the people of Mississippi. The other thing that he's done, he's one of the governors who turns down federal funding to expand Obamacare. He had $600 million in federal funding that was approved to expand Medicare in Mississippi, and he turned it down. Mm. According to the Mississippi Free Press, expanded Medicare would help Mississippians whose household income is too high for traditional Medicaid, but who do not earn enough to afford health insurance or to qualify for subsidized ACA insurance plans. Right. Those people in the no man's land, right? That are. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you don't you don't believe in it. You want to vote against it. Fine. But you're leaving money on the table to fuck over your constituents because of some ideological point. And then you have the audacity, the gall to present as pro-life. What a 
fucking hypocrite this guy is. Mm-hmm. What a disgusting, disgraceful hypocrite. Yeah. And the fact that he's Gen X is even more of an affront because he should fucking know better. Yeah. Maybe if he went to he's a college exactly and did age. a fraternity, you know, if he went to a fraternity in college that didn't get in trouble for wearing blackface, maybe he would have learned something. I don't know. But this guy is a, is is a, an abomination. Yeah. And then to come in and say, uh, I'm going to let people die of covid because I don't want the heavy hand of government to interfere. Yeah. Uh, but then interfere with the heavy hand of government into everyone's uterus. It's absolutely. I guess on brand, I mean, you know, as, as much as as much as we we rant and and, and go over this over and over again, I, I want everyone to know none of us are shocked or surprised, uh, but it is still ghoulish and needs to be talked about. Uh, because, you know, my whole my whole idea back when I was a comedian in 2010 was like, let's have mandatory vasectomies. Uh, all of the masturbating that young men do uh, in their t- early teens, store that shit up, put it in a freezer, lock it up, get a vasectomy when you turn 16, 15, something like that. And then if you want a kid, go reverse your vasectomy and then you got to fill out an application or something to get your sperm out of lockup. It has to be and it should be as hard for heterosexual couples to have a family as it is for non-heterosexual couples and families to to have children. Uh, because, you know, nobody I, I, one of my comedian friends says nobody wakes up drunk at the adoption agency, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trying to return the kid. Well, N- N- Natalia Veseletskaya, maybe. Oh, that's well, about it. very yeah. true. Yes. Well, but that adoptions, though, that's sanctions, though. That's the sanctions agency. That's very <laughs> different. Now, something else, you know, that that I, I think should and automatically occur to everyone is the reason that these states never shut down during covid. Wasn't I mean, yeah, they wanted to heavy hand a government uh, federalist, et cetera. But it was because they didn't want they, they knew that Trump was in, in peril of losing in 2020. And if they had shut down their states and then uh, people got vaccinated and then they had this opening up of the, of the states under under Biden, that Biden would and rightfully get credit for it. So they just stayed open and let people die uh, just to avoid that political backlash uh, or, you know, the realization that's why they block all these, you know, uh, Affordable Care Act and, and leave the money on the table for expansion of Medicare is because when you give that to people, they don't want to give it up. They love it. And that makes it impossible to to put that toothpaste back in the tube. By the way, his decision to do all that stuff with the coronavirus um, last year, they ranked fifth in covid deaths, fifth. From the top, like meaning five, like one being the worst. They were fifth worst Mm. of all the states in the country. Little Mississippi ranked fifth. Mm. So uh, South Dakota also ranking very high on that list. I can't remember off the top of my head where they ranked. This is because these governors like actively tried to kill people with their policies Mm -hmm. to play it for politics. And you know that that Christy Noem is going to try to run for president, right? Oh, yeah. And the other guy, DeSantis, it's like you guys were actively trying to kill people who lived in your state. We're supposed to trust you to run a larger jurisdiction. Like, wh- why would anyone do that? Makes no sense to me. Yeah. Oh, and I just want to clarify, by the way, my whole idea of, of, of vasectomies for, for young men, that is an exercise in, oh, you don't like it when people regulate your reproductive organs. OK, I didn't think so. But why is it OK on this side? And, you know, I've 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 read a lot of stories from young, young women who were either molested by a family member or raped by a family member or their fathers when they were very young, 13, 14 years old, got pregnant, they would have to carry that child to term 
under this Mississippi law, uh, uh, you know, that Tate Reeves today argued as a 15 week old fetus is viable outside the womb. It, it, it It's a law that is based in cruelty and is based in fascistic strongman tactics. That's all that it is. It is an affront to democracy. And I wish people would make this argument more that anti-choice is anti-democracy. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's advocating for the government, the federal government, to uh, impose its will on people's bodies, which is about as intrusive as it gets. So, yeah. and these are the same people who, you know, walk around with these don't tread on me flags and their fucking pickup trucks. Mm. But in this case, it's okay. Pickup trucks are okay. It's the, it's the bro dozers that, that bother me. <laughs> I'd like to see, I'd like to see a law that bans like large flag size on um, pickup trucks. I think <laughs> that should be something that we should do. Uh, Cause I, it, 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 I can't see when I'm behind these people. It's really, it, it's really awful. It is you difficult. Know, I think your your vasectomy idea is a good one. And I think you could get a lot of men to go be on board with that. I really do. It's just an idea. Yeah. And, and it was it was a com- it was born out of a comedy routine. And and I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it gain steam. I've seen a lot of people pick this up to make the argument. Oh, you don't like regulating bodies? We'll shut the fuck up. Uh, and, you know, I tend to agree. I wasn't quite going there with that. I was actually kind of serious. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a point. Um uh, you know, uh, but yeah, but here we are. I want to get back on this anti-fascist, anti-democracy argument, because like you said, people need to be talking more about that. Uh, and I want to talk more about that. But I have to take a quick break. Will you will you stay with me? Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. And this portion of the beans is brought to you by all form. Whenever I'm able to avoid buying mass produced stuff in favor of well-made goods crafted with my specific tastes in mind. I always have a party. That's why I love Allform. Allform makes the most beautiful, high-quality furniture to fit your personal style. Their sofas and chairs are designed to your specs and then delivered directly to you with fast-free shipping. You get to customize your own luxury furniture using premium materials, but at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. With Allform, you pick your fabric, which is spill, stain, and scratch-resistant. Great for the pod pets. Pick the color, the finish of the legs, the sofa size, and the shape, configuration. Make sure it's perfect for you and your home. I got a three-seater sofa. I customized it with whiskey-colored leather and a walnut leg finish, and a chaise lounge at the side. And it came in a couple days. I put it together myself, and I love it. It's roomy and modern, and my favorite part is it's designed to my specifications. The other great thing about Allform is how incredibly fast they deliver it to you. Normally, if you want a new sofa, especially a custom one, it takes months. And you have to have someone come assemble it in your home. But Allform takes just three to seven days to arrive by mail, and you can assemble it yourself in a few minutes with no tools needed. Allform has beautiful armchairs and love seats all the way up to eight-seat sectionals, so there's something for everyone, and you can always start small and add on if you move or your family grows. And uh, best of all, you get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and get rid of it and give you a full refund. They also have a forever warranty, literally forever, to protect your sofa and for your perfect furniture. So to find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash dailybeans. And Allform is offering 20% off all orders for listeners. That's allform.com slash dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with the author of Dirty Rubles and the host of the Prevail podcast. You have to check it out. It's so, so good. Greg Oliar. And uh, before the break, we were talking, we were touching on how this isn't just about anti-choice. This isn't just about, um, well, it is about anti-choice, but in the larger sense, anti-choice is anti-democracy. And I think two things here. First of all, this kind of feeds in to how we have seen Republicans over the last four or five years start anti-democracy rhetoric. 
pro-Republic rhetoric. Remember the uh, infamous tweet by Mike Lee saying it's rank democracy that threatens our liberty and et cetera. And that's just one of many, many examples. But, you know, also, if, we, if you know, the viral uh, valedictorian from last week, Paxton. Oh, she was great. That was wonderful. Was talking, who switched her speech out. She she had a pre-approved speech about consumption of misinformation in the media, and she switched it uh, to talk about choice. But her, while her subject was anti-choice and 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 fighting anti-choice um, regulations and these bills that are coming out of places like Mississippi and Alabama, the underpinning of that was fascism. And it had a real Handmaid's Tale feel to it. And, and I was wondering what you thought about uh, thought about that sort of that message that was sort of subsumed in this argument, which is kind of what we need to be talking about. She said she I'm going to write a piece about this one of these days. But what I think the last thing that she said in the speech was this is a war. And we have to treat it that way, something like that. I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but that is the language that we need to start using because it is true. It is a war on democracy and, and it's a war on women. And we can't have that. You know, I'm reading the book Strongmen by um, Ruth Ben-Ghiat. And this is something that they do. This is some, one of the things that dictators do is they try to present themselves as, as these father figures and they want to restrict abortion. They want to restrict contraception because they want, they have this idea that, um, you know, they want the, um, the birth rate to, to increase for, you know, white Christian people or whatever, whatever the, the, the group is that they're trying to promote. And it's a way to, to, uh, knock women down and promote their own virility because this machismo, this male virility is such an important part of, the strongman playbook, which is also why when that account last week um, tweeted out the picture of the three pictures of Putin and Lukashenko on the boat juxtaposed with similar poses um, with Rose and Jack from Titanic, that I thought it was the funniest thing ever. But I think that stuff is also important because it it nails the um, it, it, it strikes at the heart of the virility argument. Right. They want they want their people to see them as powerful men. So anytime we can display them as not powerful men, I think is good. Like as stupid as it is to make fun of Trump's pants from when he gave that speech, it's also good to make fun of this, his pants because it, it knocks him in the virility department because he does not appear very virile to me. Yeah. And this ties in with the insurrection, voter suppression, um, when we talk about January 6th, we, we've you and I have seen and broken down and talked about the movie that they showed at the Ellipse, which was very a strong man virility. I'm the father mm-hmm. of the country. Uh, Jews are the bad people uh, film. You know, they put the Hollywood sign up. They show Nancy Pelosi and Schumer flanked by uh, all pretty much a couple more uh, you know Jewish representatives in, in Congress. Uh, you know, then uh, Trump's eyes come up really big and then and then it's industry with factories and building. I mean, it's straight out of a 1960s thing that you would see in the in the beginning of a of a movie that you went to. But, you know, the whole idea the, somebody did a study on the insurrectionists. They're all uh, white men. Tate, Tate's age. Tate Reeves's age. They come from. Uh, places in the country that Biden mostly won. They don't come from ruby red uh, rural areas. 
They come from places Biden wants, mostly in Texas. Eighty-six uh, percent are men. Ten uh, percent are veterans, cops. They're all they're professionals. They work as lawyers, doctors, teachers, etc. Firefighters in our institutions, and their main fear is the great replacement. Right. That that they because, you know, the census is predicting in 2045, we will be a nation of minorities, a majority minority nation. And that is their biggest fear. And that's where I think all of this comes in and all of the fear is stoked. And I think that this is gives air to, you know, the the anti-choice crowd and the pro-life, quote unquote, crowd that they're not pro-life. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we need white Christian people to have more babies so that we, the great replacement, we're fighting the great replacement. They're just, I don't think they're just saying that part out loud, but I bet they will be in a few weeks. It, only, it doesn't take them long to say, you know, we, we just had Governor, was it Governor Abbott who said, uh, hey, if I hadn't suppressed the vote, Biden would have won Texas. Like he literally no, was, said that. It wasn't Abbott. It was, it was indicted Attorney General Paxton. Paxton, Ken Paxton. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Forget, wrong criminal. Yeah. <laughs> But Abbott at least hasn't been indicted yet. This guy's actually he's actively indicted and nobody ever mentions this. I do, I do every, every single time. I know you do. But the, <laughs> every every news agency that talks about him should say it should begin. Texas Attorney General, you know, kind of like, comma, who is under indictment for whatever it is, fraud, comma, bribery. And then yeah. should continue. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it's just I, I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. But yeah, yeah your point is is it, is true that the great replacement and that's what the uh, abortion fight is about. Ultimately, I think it's about fascism. It's about autocracy and it's about these guys, guys getting their way. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And, and we broke this down the, you know, the, the, the case that the SCOTUS is going to hear on, uh, I think not this week, but last week's the weeks before on uh, clean up on aisle 45 about the different ways that it could go. And, uh, you know, it's going to, if if it goes the way that we think it's going to go, uh, because they, you know, they aren't going to rule it out for standing. They aren't going to rule it out for jurisdiction. They're going to hear it on the merits, uh, probably. And, and when they do, then they'll say, okay, well, each state has its own uh, ability to determine at how many weeks they can stop abortions. I think that that's probably what, will happen and what will be allowed. And that means that different states are going to have different, you know, California over here, New York, where, you know, they're going to be. No, it's all fine. Um, But there's going to be a lot of travel. There's going to be a lot of I mean, it's the people that can the people that can afford it. It's going to it's going to disproportionately impact uh, the poor, Mm -hmm. you know, and and which is also again cruelty is the point of all of this stuff. It, it, it's it's inherently a cruel law, and I have no faith that the Supreme Court, which is uh, two thirds picked by uh, Opus Dei affiliated proto fascist or, or neo fascist Leonard Leo and his acolytes, is going to be like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, Christo, they, they, they wanted, fascist, right? I mean, yeah. just pure theocracy. They, they wanted these are these are radical Catholics. There's not really a good name for, for it. We'll, we'll say radical Catholics, but that's who they are. I wrote a piece for my prevail substack called Leo the Cancer, which I encourage everybody to read if you're interested in this, because it really talks about him, who he is, what his methods are and what they're 
what he's trying to do, getting these the, the Brett Kavanaugh's and the Amy Covid Barrett's. And, you know, there's so many of them are affiliated with this movement. Alito, Clarence Thomas is like the godfather of this stuff. Um, the, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, Roberts, they're all in on this thing. They all have the same. And Gorsuch, that's the other one. Mm-hmm. They have the same background. They, they are affiliated with the same. It's in, in a in a vacuum. If I were to say, OK, look, there are nine. There's only nine justices on the Supreme Court and seven of them are Catholic. That's not that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the percentage of Catholics are in the United States, but it's not it's not that high. No. So. Yeah, it's it, it not it's not 75 percent, right. you know, it, 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 it's madness. And yet that's what we have. This, you know, again, it, it, I, I don't have any faith that this Supreme Court is going to do the right thing. And I, I, I fear for everybody. It, it, this is this is a monstrous thing. And that's what they want. They want monstrosities. I just can't help but go back to the purists who refuse to vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, I just. <laughs> well. You know, uh, I, I just don't like her. You know, um, you know, there was something with the emails, and I don't trust her uh, her position in Syria. I think she's going to bomb Syria, so I'm not going to vote for the Clinton Foundation war machine. Mm. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that because uh, I'm going to vote for Bernie because I'm going to write in Bernie because he can give us a uh, fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. I don't think Hillary would do that, like that kind of person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I, and I imagine, yeah, hey, I like Bernie Sanders, but if he were president, no. that wouldn't make Joe Manchin go away. <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like, uh, oh, all this would have gotten done. Uh, there's just this little thing called the Congress. Um, but, you know, and the filibuster. I don't either. Here, we could talk for hours, you and I. Should we filibuster? Let's filibuster. <laughs> Why can't we actually have a filibuster? I, if they're going to filibuster... I want a filibuster. I want to see Mitch McConnell talk for 48 hours. Yeah, and that's cool, hands. I guess, bringing back the talking filibuster, but they'll still win. I mean, it, will uh, they? at the end of the day. I mean, how yeah. many? These are old people with I, Mitch's hands look really purple. I, I don't know. Let's see it. Let, they'll let's, send let's in, see they'll it. send in Howley. They'll send in Howley, who can pump a fist for 26 hours um, <laughs> at a bunch of. Uh, I don't know. He of, seems weak to me. I, I, I question his stamina. He is wispy. He is wispy. But, you know, um, I, I honestly, you, you have to eliminate the filibuster. You absolutely have to. And, and that's a yes. whole other story for a whole other day. But I appreciate your time today. Tell everybody where they can find you. I am on Twitter at Greg Oliar, G-R-E-G-O-L-E-A-R. My sub stack is called Prevail. That's also G-R-E-G-O-L-E-A-R.com. And I'm on the Prevail podcast every Friday on some kind of podcast network whose name escapes me. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I forget know. too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate we laugh, but you know, this is very serious and, and uh, I appreciate you uh, having this discussion with me today. Everybody check out Substack. It's really, really good, especially the one March 30th that you wrote about tater tot. It's yep. good. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. Hey, Leguminati. You know, we've all had those sleepless nights, especially over the last four years. If you've ever slept over at a relative's house, you know what I mean when you're on that pullout couch and you got the metal bar in your back. But if you're finding yourself tossing and turning at night, it could actually be your mattress is just garbage and it's or not matched to your specifications. That's why I recommend doing what I did. Give yourself an upgrade with Helix Sleep. Helix solved my sleep issues and can give you restful nights. Helix recognizes each of us sleeps differently and they customize the mattress to fit you in the way you sleep best. They've created this sleep quiz, takes just two minutes to complete. 
And they use those answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. So if you like a mattress that's really plush or if you're a firm mattress person or if you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach or if you sleep hot with Helix, there is a specific mattress for your unique taste. Like me, I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium firm bed and I sleep on my side. So it's perfect for me. But you don't have to take my word for it. Helix was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And they're used a lot in sleep studies by chiropractors and doctors because they give you such a great night's sleep. Just go to helix.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will love it, I promise. And Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $200 off. And today's episode is also brought to you by Caliper CBD. Since I started taking Caliper CBD, I've noticed a marked improvement in my stress, overall sense of calm, and I've had a lessening of pain and soreness after workouts, and I'm able to fall asleep easier. And the best part of Caliper is I get all the benefits without drastically changing my routine. So, you know, why add stress when you're trying to make it stress-free? Caliper's so convenient because they've created an easy-to-use and more effective CBD powder, which is the only clinically proven fast-acting CBD. Rather than taking oils that you have to hold under your tongue, Caliper created a dissolvable powder that delivers 30 times more CBD in the first 30 minutes versus oils and tinctures. You also get all the benefits of CBD as fast as 10 minutes, and some CBD oils can take over an hour. Caliper CBD was developed by food science experts with decades of experience, rigorously tested for purity and quality. There's no weird taste, no oily residue, and it mixes easily into food or drink. I love how easy it's been to integrate the CBD powder into my routine. Uh, I can calm down and relax when stress gets really overwhelming, but Caliper is always THC-free, so I can feel better without a disorienting high. I've had such a positive impact with Caliper CBD that even my friends and family have noticed. And the great thing about Caliper is it comes in a convenient, easy-to-use packets that are pre-measured to precisely 20 milligrams so you never have to guess how much CBD you're taking. It's all natural, vegan, non-GMO, and free of fillers, added chemicals, or artificial flavors. So get 20% off your first order when you use promo code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you do not love it, they will give you a full refund. That's trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. And don't forget promo code dailybeans, all one word, for 20% off your first order. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll float on good news. It's on the way. I told you we got a little unconventional during that Greg Oliar uh, chat, Dana, but. You gave fair warning. You gave fair warning. Uh, it felt like old comedian times, you know. Anyway. That's nice. Sometimes you got a lot. Yeah. You're not going to make everyone happy no. all the time. And I apologize if I offended anybody, kind of. Uh, all right. So coming up right now, we have the good news. <laughs> if you have any good news you want to submit, you can do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. If you have corrections or confessions or you want to play what the mutt, whatever it is, you can do that. Again, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. First up from John, pronouns he and him. I forgot to mention Pepper's info for Friday's What the Mutt. You weren't here. But yeah, we, we, we were making guesses here uh, on this dog. Uh, in order of DNA percentage, a Labrador Boxer, Shetland Sheepdog, and as you correctly surmised from the spotted tongue, Chow Chow. Okay, so we had guessed Labrador and Chow Chow, but Sheepdog and Boxer, I did not guess. I guessed, I think, like Mastiff and then probably something that had like a Chinese crested that has nothing to do with what the dog looks like. But we... <laughs> <laughs> I would have nailed this one. I would have gotten all four. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, here we go. This one's from Peter, pronouns he and him. 
Greetings from Peter and Juno, aka PJ, the monogrammed cat. My good news is that Sunday, June 6th, is our found adversary. It was four years ago that I was standing in my driveway when I saw a movement out of the corner of my eye and turned to see a small cat flop down on her back and then let me rub her belly. I gave her some food the next day, took her to a vet to see if she was chipped. She wasn't. I put up found cat posters in the neighborhood and waited for her owner to contact me. After a week, I took down the posters and decided that either I had adopted her or she adopted me. In honor of D-Day anniversary, I named her Juno, after the code name of the D-Day beach that the Canadians stormed in 1944. Only in hindsight can I see how much I needed her in my life at that moment in time, and I'm so happy we became family. Pod tax. Here are two pictures of us. The first was taken in 2017 after she discovered how much she loved to flop down on the back of my lazy boy chair. And the second is from this year where we had decided that I am a more comfortable place to park herself. Oh, (laughs) even looking over at the camera. (laughs) Oh, so sweet. Happy found anniversary to you and Juno. What a thoughtful name, too. So you both have the same good white fuzz around your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they both have white goatees. (laughs) They both have white goatees. The animals look like their owner's thing is so true. Monogrammed cat PJ. All right. Next up from Nick. Pronouns he and him. Today, my wife and a friend of ours recorded a local news interview about a nonprofit group they and others started making quilts for at-risk, gender-diverse youth. People can write things on squares, giving the kids positive messages to help them navigate their situations. The group's name is Quilting Allies, located and operating in around the Sioux Falls area, South Dakota. They'll appear this coming Wednesday on KELO Kilo Land News at 10 which should get a good amount of exposure for their cause and maybe some donations coming in. For anyone who wants to check them out, I've submitted their Facebook group, the direct PayPal donation link, and how to send them gift cards for Joanne Fabrics. Oh, great idea, which is where they get all their supplies. Along with the good news, every dollar donated goes toward their efforts to reach out to young people and assure them that everything's going to be okay. As the obligatory pet tax, I submit Chungus, the guinea pig, we've given a temporary home no. to while we found him his forever home and they're ready for him. We took him in tentatively, but he didn't get along with Lemmy in trouble in the long term, though he did manage to inadvertently pose for an about to drop the hottest album of the year picture with the two brothers. <laughs> also, children are close to animals, right? Uh, close enough to animals, right? As such, I submit a piece of our own 15 year old son's artwork, the entirely hand drawn piece is one of his favorite characters from the anime My Hero Academia, Professor Aizawa. Note, pronounced Aizawa. Oh, I got it right. Quilting Allies info will be in the newsletter, so everybody knows. And it's uh, facebook.com slash quilting dash allies. And then uh, you can do paypal.me slash care quilt for donations. And here's the chungus. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Look at that second picture. I feel like if a pug had been made into a, p- a guinea pig, that one on the right is definitely a puggy pig. Oh, this drawing is pug. beautiful, too. <laughs> it's a guinea pug. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. I made myself laugh so hard. Well. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Thank you for the artwork as well. Uh, This next one's from Philip, pronouns he and him. Hi, Dr. Gill and DG. Just a quick bit of news. Yes, after six years of work, a turnover of five faculty members in my department, a pandemic completely changing how the files were assembled and submitted, 858 PDF pages of documentation and justifications of my continued employment, 
untold committees, two nonprofit program evaluations, in engaging in pro bono COVID impact research on the nonprofit sector, I received tenure and promotion to associate professor on June 4th. Needless to say, I am beyond excited and just had to share with everyone. Congratulations at the top, Philip. AG, even though you didn't go into academia with your doctorate, I know you really get just how awesome this news is. I truly respect all the work that had to go into you getting your PhD, Dr. Gill. My utmost respect to that effort for the PhD. I can't even imagine all the effort that goes into launching an entire podcast network as well. Thank you for helping me so much with my mental health through this year and pandemic and tenure stuff. Mm. stuff. Philip, podcast stuff. network, mm. way easier than a, than a, than a dissertation. <laughs> oh my God, I can imagine. It was only 250 pages. I write that in a week now, you know, but like it, for some reason it was just the hardest thing to, to do. But this is amazing, Philip. Congratulations. I know how hard it is. And I mean, you know, just going through the list of shit you had to do to secure tenure uh, and get your promotion to associate professor. That's amazing. So get yourself a pipe and a, and a corduroy jacket with elbow patches and you are all set, my friend. <laughs> Love it. All right. Next up from Jason, pronouns he and him. Good morning, Allison, Dana, and maybe Amy, depending on when you read this. I started listening to you right after your interview on opening arguments in 2019. Oh, those were the the days. Uh, I have some good news. As of yesterday, I am two weeks out from my second vaccine. I'm fully vaccinated. I can't wait to have a more normal summer with my volleyball league and plenty of karaoke. For my pet tax, I am including a kitten from my parents' farm. His name is Cheese Puff or just Puff. He's the biggest mama's boy I've ever seen. Keep up the good work. Oh, Oh. <laughs> oh, the kitten. Oh, tiny baby. I love it. Little potat. So adorable. Cute little potat. All right. Next up, we've got Stephanie pronouns she and her. Hello, ladies. Longtime listener of MSW and the Daily Beans. Congrats on your network. So happy for you and so excited for all the amazing content. I graduated with a degree in elementary education seven years ago, and pretty shortly after graduation, I got a job as a classroom aide, paraprofessional in a great school district nearby. I was very lucky to get it when they were offering great pay and benefits, which is not common in our area for classroom aides. I've stayed at the same school for all seven years because it was so wonderful. I hope that I would eventually be offered my own classroom because I honestly couldn't imagine working anywhere else. Several jobs opened over the years, but there seemed to always be someone who had been there longer or had a connection to administration that I did not have. Still, I persevered, and I am so excited to share that I'm finally been offered a position to teach kindergarten the lit oh they're so cute the little ones are my passion and i cannot wait to help usher them into their first full day school experience attach your couple pigs of me in a blow-up unicorn suit i wore because my principal requested it probably the reason i got the job thanks for all you do i love starting my day with the beans that is fantastic (laughs) oh beautiful beautiful unicorn suit i love it absolutely love it oh that is wonderful congrats kindergartners are pretty awesome aren't they and they really are i actually i don't know if i've ever shared this but i have a degree in physical education and i did my student teaching in k through five as well as high school and uh, the k through five these little kindergartners run around oh so so sweet and then of course it was at a time where i wanted to have babies so i just wanted to take all of them home with me (laughs) did you do the parachute thing Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did the parachute thing. We did teaching a little kid who doesn't know how to throw how to throw like to throw an opposition. So you have to step with your left and throw with your right. 
you will see some hip swiveling that just makes you laugh and warms your heart. It is the best thing I've ever seen. It's so fun too to to like because some some of that stuff just comes natural to some kids, like how like how to throw, how to yeah. step into a throw, and it just happens. But you know, there's some kids who have to work at it, right? Who have to, who or who just try to think it, like overthink it through. Oh, and so they're just all <laughs> doing these great little oh. dances. Uh, oh, it's so funny. I Because my, my goddaughter is one who overthinks or thinks it through. And so, you know, just trying to teach her volleyball or, or anything like that. It's just absolutely a blast. I mean, you know, they get it at some point, but it's just so effing cute to watch them. They're really so and sweet. Then, and then, of course, when you when you're so elated by their hilarity they keep doing weird things just to just to keep everybody entertained it's so great they're just so cute yeah i i do miss the littles i really do i love the high school kids too oh hmm. good memories. memories good memories anyway uh everyone thank you so much for these wonderful good news stories great way to start off the week wouldn't you agree i think so i would agree and uh the kitty picture with the with the goatee guy very very adorable all of these so cute all of the good news so good. love today's episode loved it loved tenure it tenure and teachers and jobs and uh if you have anything you want to send in share with us please please do uh this is a really great pick me up at the end of these shows and you can do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact and that's how you send us the stuff uh that's all i've got for today dana unless you have anything you would like to add anything upcoming or that's all I have for today, too. No, the only thing I would add is I know I teased my first uh, live show in a theater is going to be in Cherry Grove um, on Fire Island. So if you happen to be up there or you want to take a trip out for the day, um, it's the website is artsprojectcg.org. Tickets are not on sale yet, but you know that that's where you can get them. Um, it should be a really fun day. Like I said, there's an annual lesbian volleyball competition that happens that same weekend. So it's going to be that day. So hopefully some of the ladies will go, but I know that there is a large population in the area and in New York that uh, would like to see me. So that will be my first live show on August 14th. It's a Saturday. Are you prepping some volleyball jokes for the occasion? Oh, I'm going to have to. I mean, I don't know if any of them will show up. It's a pretty young crowd for that, but. (laughs) All right. Anyway, that's the show for today. So everyone until tomorrow, please. It was a good, good show. We had a big show. Right here. Look, you know. (laughs) on our shoe everyone please take care of yourselves no we're not going to do that take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet and please take care of your mental health i've been ag and i've been dg and them's the beans the daily beans is written and executive produced by allison gill with additional research and reporting by dana goldberg and amy carrero sound design and editing is by desiree mcfarlane with art and web design by joel reader with moxie design studios music for the daily beans is written and performed by they might be giants And the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.